0: Apes together, strong podcast together, funny. I'm Mike, and I'm Darren. And this is Popcorn. <laughs> Popscorn, the File Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. Darren? Yeah? This was a movie that we've kind of late to the party on. Huh. I wasn't late to the party on no, I Michael. was. No, I was late to the party I on I watched apes. this
1: about a month ago, and therefore my opinions may be quite sketchy, <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, we'll, we'll piece it together. You, on the other hand, took your sweet time to watch this movie. I did. I don't know why, because I've really enjoyed the previous
0: two this, New Apes movies.
1: This is the thing about this trilogy that's really odd. Like, unless one is coming out that week, you tend to forget about it. Mm. Like, it's it's really weird that it's not really a, a permanent fixture of any pop culture scene until the second it's about to arrive, and you're like, oh, fuck, they're really good movies. I need to go and watch that. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird, Um, to the point where I thought, I really like that series, but I haven't actually seen the first one since I watched it in the cinema.
0: Oh, that's a point, yeah. It's weird, right? You watch them once, and that's enough. But yeah. they're really good. Really good. They're really good movies, but you don't... like. If if I have a choice between one of the New Apes movies, which are good movies, or re-watching Scott Pilgrim for the ninth time, I'm probably going to watch Scott Pilgrim again. It's such a weird thing. I don't know what it is that's
1: not really connecting, hmm. like like culturally, but... And again, everyone you talk to about it, oh yeah, those movies are really good. And so it makes little to no sense. Um, I think this one actually was the best performing of, of all of them so far. Well, domestically. Yes. Nice. Um, it knocked Spider-Man Homecoming off the top of the box office in only its second week. Wow. Yeah, I know. Spider-Man has had a really big drop-off for some reason. But yeah, Ace just managed to steal a- ahead of it and kept it at bay for the week after that as well. So... Clearly someone likes
0: it. Yeah, clearly a lot of people like it. But do we like Uh, it, Darren? That was smooth as uh, fuck. Very nice, very nice. So, Um, Darren, obviously you've seen it ages ago, so if you can remember anything about um, the movie, since you've only watched it once... Oh, Christ. um, General thoughts. I liked it. It was a good
1: trilogy closer. Make no doubt about it, this is a... Not necessarily a franchise ender, but it, it puts to bed this set of films quite neatly. Um... And I liked it. I did think it really lent into the morose side of this trilogy that really kicked off with that second movie being quite dark. This one is even even more so going that way. Going back to like, um, there's a lot of slavery overtones mm. in this movie. A lot of oppression, um, which you're not really see in a lot of summer blockbusters. Um, and it's not really that action heavy. And, and it sounds like there's going to be a lot of negatives here, but it's a great character study. It's When the action does turn up, it's very, very good. And like I said, it's a very satisfying ending to this set of movies.
0: I'll agree. I think, once again, it's another movie that's been marketed 100% wrong. Because it's being touted as this action-packed monkey-fighting business. It's really not. It's a prisoner of war drama. Yeah. And when it's just being a prisoner of war drama, it's fucking phenomenal. It is. Like, and the action is still good. Yeah. Comparatively to Dawn which was the previous one. Yes. Because you, apparently you have Rise and then Dawn. I know, I know. Terrible name structure. Yes. Either way, Dawn had a lot more action than Rise. Rise had the the ending scene and that was really yeah. about it. Whereas Dawn from the off, you're in the apes world and and that was a bit more action heavy, especially the last third. Yeah. like That's, that's one of the things though. Action wise, you're not going to find anything that's as cathartic as the final act of Dawn mm-hmm. in war. No. But... That's because this is a movie of a different tone. Like I say, it's a drama. It's a it's Caesar's story. It's not the story about yeah. the world anymore. It is interesting that the one entitled
1: "War" has the least amount of war in it. Yeah, that's quite confusing. So the confusing naming structure carries on. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Hollywood. Cheers. Um, so we we once again
0: follow Caesar, played by and played by but, Andy Serkis. Right. Okay. There's been talk about Andy Circus's role. Right. And how it should be nominated for a best actor, or be the introduction to introduce a best actor in a motion capture or voice acted role. Right. Do you think it was that good that it deserves either an Oscar nomination or the creation of a new category? I think creation in a tra- new uh, category, <laughs> just because
1: this is only going to get more prominent going forward. And they are right. People that said... Because um, I know there's a lot of people that came out when he won um, an Oscar for Gollum. Uh, I th- probably best supporting actor or something along those lines. And they said, yes, what Andy Serkis did was great, but a lot of that work was done by the animators, and they got no recognition. Yes, I think the Lord of the Rings won for the special effects Oscar, but those specifically who helped bring Gollum to life, just as much as Andy Serkis did, didn't really get their recognition. So to to meld it in there, again considering the you know cartoons and 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 CGI level, you know all CGI movies are going to be more popular. And, uh, yeah, this type of motion capture technology is only going to become more prevalent in cinema. I think it is time. And then, if it did, he would win it every year. Yeah. We would essentially be creating the Annie Circus category, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Because when you study, like when you watch some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff and you see how he physicalises Caesar Mm -hmm. and and how he's teaching a a number of character actors to do the same for their respective monkeys, it's... (laughs) Which is a sentence I love saying hello. Yeah, um, yeah, it is incredibly impressive. And not only is it impressive just on a technical standpoint, and yes, the teams do deserve that, but Circus himself, who's kind of spearheading really the new way of telling character stories where you don't do it the typical route. Mm-hmm. Caesar's story is very unique in the fact that it has to be told through a lot of different mediums. It has to be told through the animation, through the, you know... Because you can't face, you can't face act. That, that's what he does. But it's you have to then recreate that. You you have to do it several times over. Yeah. So it's not a case of doing multiple takes to get the best ones. It's a case of doing multiple takes so you've got the correct reference yeah. to animate the character. So and as oh, sorry, these movies
1: on. have progressed, it's become more and more we're spending more time with the apes than we are with the humans. The first one Caesar's in pretty much every scene, but there's always humans around him. He's he he. And if you go back and watch that first movie, the CGI is sometimes a little shoddy. Not necessarily Caesar; he's great, but like some of the other apes, it's it's actually a little bit bad. Yeah. You come into the second movie, and I'd say that's about a 50-50 split between spending time with the apes and spending time with the humans. This one. I'd say uh, three quarters of it are entirely just with CGI apes, with little to no humans knocking around. Because all the humans are actually in one place. Yep. In Dawn, you kind of had the, the central, like Gary Oldman's fleet of humans, and then um, the kind of ones that went in with Tony Kebell in it that went out to meet with the apes. This one, there is a very clear divide for most of this movie. Um, and it works really well. It and, really and, well. The some of the facial expressions on Caesar, and that's how they are telling that story is primarily through body language, yeah. and it's so good and so fascinating to try and study that type of shit because it's really good. There's some tragic stuff happens to Caesar in this movie. Shit, yeah. Good fucking god, is he going through the ringer in this movie? And yet you're never confused about what he's feeling. I mean, it's usually dread and sadness and anger, but he's not really you know <laughs> crossing the entire spectrum here, but. It's never lost on you, and that's
0: that's a, that's
1: testament to everybody who worked on this movie, actors and CGI people alike. That's true,
0: definitely. Um, so to come back to Andy Serkis, really good job, really yeah. really good job. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you'll be remiss to say that Caesar isn't one of the best characters to come out of movies in the past couple of years. Yeah, Caesar's the, the one that you can get the most emotionally invested not only in this franchise but probably a lot of franchises coming out this yeah. year. Yeah. I'm, I was just really stunned, Aaron, because he was really good in Rise. But Jesus fucking Christ, like they they, they dial it up to eleven in this. One. Oh God, yes. That and and like you say, for a conclusion to this saga, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that we got to spend so much of the movie just going, okay, we know where Caesar's come from and yeah. we know where his story goes, which is kind and of amazing. It's,
1: really, it's kind of brave of them because obviously they introduced at the end of of Rise that Caesar can talk now. And I thought, okay, the more these movies go on, the more they'll be able to talk. To the point where I thought, if we got to a third movie, they'd be talking fluently. You know, what I mean, they they would be having full conversation, so they haven't got to rely on the sign language and the body language. That hasn't really happened. You can still see the through line of where we're going to the old Planet of the Apes movies, where they all talk and they're the you know they're the high society and humans are the slaves. Um, you can see that through line, but they've steered away from that. That's quite brave, but. Again, you're really invested with that character work just because they're so good at displaying human-like emotions through sign language and body language. I think epitomised even better by Maurice, uh, the orangutan. My favourite character. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, again, is telling quite complicated emotional stories with nothing. But he very, very rarely speaks. I don't think he says more than about five words in the entire trilogy. Yeah, and they're all in this movie. Yeah. Like he's he, the he first time run in the last movie. He yeah. has one word, but that's it.
0: Yeah. But like the first time he talks in this movie, it's got to be over an hour in. Mm-hmm. Probably an hour and fifteen, an hour and a half. Like, ever two and a bit hours movie? Yeah. It? Yeah. It's like, And they're telling a heck of a lot with him as well. Because, again, like I say, it's all sign language. And Maurice... Okay, can we just go straight on to Maurice? Because I think we can put a line on the Caesar's cool. Caesar's amazing. Maurice's story in this, um, which you might have gathered from the trailers, is that they're f- essentially ferrying a, a young human girl around with them now. Mm-hmm. And that story was really, really good. I really enjoyed that That sort of... Because so, it was essentially the B plot. And it didn't really yeah. affect much of the main plot. But I liked what they did with it.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, it's a very interesting story. Uh, by the way, Maurice is played by a woman. No way. Yeah. Karen Carnival, I'm going to go with. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's not really been anything else. But yeah, played by a woman. That's interesting. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's... It's it's a storyline they are kind of introduced for the human characters. I don't think this is much of a spoiler. What are we talking about? What what, okay. what happened to the girl? Yeah, I find that that she's a mute, and you just kind of think that she's the only one. But then it becomes apparent for the rest of the movie that this is kind of a a side effect of the simian flu kind of reoccurring. Is that everyone who's alive now was immune to the kind of deafy side of things on the of the simian flu? but it's having almost like a secondary effect in some very select people of turning them mute. They're not stupid necessarily. They're not like quivering wrecks or anything, but they lose their ability to communicate. Um, and it didn't really occur to me where that was going until right at the very end when a light bulb went off and went, oh, okay, I see how this is playing into yeah, you know, yeah. those old movies and what happens there, which was a really, really smart decision. Um, is there any really other monkeys that stood out?
0: Uh, I mean, in the rest, in the little troop that that goes off and has the adventures. Yes. There's, yeah. there's Rocket and uh, not Juno. Um, something like that. Juno, not Juno.
1: Oh, the 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 ape guy. Yeah, the, 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 the silverback. The silverback, because there's uh, there's
0: two silverbacks in it. there's Winter. Who, yes, who's the who, albino one? Yeah, and then there's the other one who joins him. Whose name is Luca? Luca, that's the one. There we go. Because uh, yeah, Luca's story is not as. Fleshed out as the others. Oh, there's also Bad Ape. I forgot about Bad Ape.
1: Uh, He kind of annoyed me. Yeah. He was too dobby for my liking. The introduction
0: of comedy into this franchise was interesting. I won't say good, but interesting.
1: I do think the film needed levity. Yeah. Just because it's such a grim story. It's not really got a very fleshed out colour palette.
0: It's almost entirely grey. Um, yeah there's a weird thing about colour in this movie the first one was a lot of greens and yellows and quite lively and then the world yeah. goes to crap and it's all um, like reds and oranges in the second yeah. movie now this movie's like blues and blacks yeah it's interesting it is interesting filmography
1: but it it, it does just again add to that kind of morose it's not a very fun movie um, but yeah they introduce Bad Ape as kind of the, the comedy side of things and it does work you do get a few laughs out of him but it did get a bit it wasn't Jar Jar Binks?
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't never but,
1: nothing's ever but that. But because it's such a tonal change from what Caesar's been doing <laughs> yeah. of like just cold cocking people <laughs> yeah. and and doing all this stuff and kind of going on a one man revenge, you know, mission. basically doing old man Logan <laughs> is essentially this movie. <laughs> old but man Caesar. <laughs> but exactly. And then all of a sudden here comes here comes Dobby. It's, and I was like, hey, this is this isn't really working. Yeah. I think that was my biggest negative of the movie overall, to be fair. That but, being said, the when I watched it, a lot of people did laugh along with it. I don't remember laughed. It's just I came again thinking, damn, was that the kind of comedy this needed?
0: I think it should have stopped at some point though, because they try and introduce the comedy elements in the final act. I'm like, this is not where you do the no. comedy elements. In the start of the second act, when you introduce Bad Ape and he comes out in the puffer vest, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. It's just it, they, there's a scene where uh, they're essentially trying to get some apes out of captivity. Right. And
1: yeah, and he's very integral to that. Yeah.
0: And it's not it's no.
1: not really working for me. Um okay. The human side of things Yay. is basically dominated by one man. Yeah. Uh, which is Woody Howlson as kind of uh the, he colonel. the colonel, uh who's obsessed with fried chicken. They're the one, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy... oh my god, that would have been a hell of a story. <laughs> God, yes, I would have subscribed to that bad boy. Um, <laughs>
0: the KFC Gravy's is making people devolve.
1: <laughs> I've been to a lot of KFCs where that could be very, very true. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, he's,
1: as is often the case in these movies, he's just, there's no shade of grey. He just hates the apes and wants them dead. Uh, and again, if this had been told from the human side of things, you'd totally be on his side. But because this has taken the interesting route of making us the bad guys, and there's this thing with dawn you had that kind of pack of humans who uh, were kind to everybody and and liked everybody and wanted to help the apes and be their friends um and Caesar even called the geezer at the end like you know you're my friend but sorry this has come to war in this one we do not get that there is no sympathetic humans we are just the last few. whatever's remaining of it is out to kill um and that kind of works I think I don't think throwing in any sympathetic humans at this point would really be of any benefit because we're so on Team Ape that it's it's be quite pointless. So it's
0: a good thing, really, that they made the decision to have somebody who's relatable but such an unlikable bastard. Oh that, God, yeah. That that he's the anti caesar essentially. Yeah. he's the, He's the mirror reflection of what Caesar could be. Which was another cool thing about the movie because obviously you had Toby Kebbell playing Cobra in the last movie. Yes. Who so I hate Toby Kebbell, but Cobra was a good character. You really do hate Toby I Kebbell. Fucking hate Toby Kebbell. Anyway. My judgment of that stupid, stupid man aside who ruined Doom, um the the whole Cobra through line that comes into this movie is yeah. very clever. Mm-hmm. And I like that they do the whole Caesar, you know, questioning his morality and yeah. his play in what will essentially become the Plant of the Apes. Yeah, and
1: people saying, you know, mentioning to Caesar that you're turning into Cobra, this is what Cobra would have done. Yeah, yeah, And he really takes that to heart. Um and then uh, so the first half of the movie is basically um so he's out on his revenge mission. Um I don't think it's too spoiler if you see it in the trailer say so he gets captured yeah. and then he does become basically the great escape. Um <laughs> <I> Escape <prescribed. laughs> that's a joke there da, da, uh, da, 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 da. Da, da. No. Um and and I think it loses a bit of momentum in those in that bit, just because the action isn't really there anymore and it's much more about the characters and you are interested and invested, but was hoping for a bit more action in the war movie. Yeah, let's try. It does eventually turn up, and it is good when when we see the escape happen. It is good, but it felt like it was missing an action scene, a big yeah. one in the middle. Kind of like a
0: Caesar's last stand before he got captured could have been a thing. But but like you say, it does become a prisoner of war. Oh no, I said prisoner of war movie. You said he turned into like a slavery movie. Which, oh god yeah. Which it does, because there's an interesting concept that that some of the apes are turning against Caesar's flock, essentially. Yeah. And becoming what's known as donkeys. Oh god,
1: yeah, they are um beat to shit slaves to the human race, but they're you know, they they feel like the humans might be on the upswing now. Uh, defected for that reason. There are many or Cobra's followers that just don't want to really team back up with Caesar because they know what's going to happen. Gonna get it was, it was
0: interesting though because you got scenes of the big silver. Uh, like the, I think he was called Red, but he was referred to just as the as Donkey, yeah. which is which you know. Yeah. In my head, he just got the voice of Eddie Murphy, and it was just putting me off. Um, oh, I was thinking of Donkey Kong. Oh, that. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, that's, that hadn't occurred to you. No, genuinely <laughs> I mean, they hadn't. Don't put
1: ties on him, which would have helped. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh God, yes, I can imagine. Oh God,
0: it would be so good. If they're just chucking barrels everywhere. Oh, why didn't they? Oh, if the movie should have ended with um one of them on top of like a big rickety red uh, structure, just throwing barrels down at a guy in a jumpsuit. Yes, yes. That's, to all these things, that's what we wanted. They missed a trick there. They missed a trick there. <laughs> but that through line, through, I keep saying through line today. But that story of the of they are slaves still, but they at least get to enslave other apes. Yes. Which was, was really interesting because it kind of shows that the ape society that's developed in this movie has advanced from what we saw in uh, Dawn. Yeah. Because in Dawn, they were very much still animals, but still learning Yeah, under Caesar's guys. But now they're t- really t- trying to make up their own minds about stuff. It was really, really interesting. And I think, obviously, it plays into the whole this is a war, essentially Caesar's war biopic movie. Yeah,
1: basically. And it was interesting that in that second movie, they were the dominant species. No no point did the humans really look like they were going to win. It was more ape versus ape. Now they've become more, you know, more like us and have morals and complexities like that, that the humans actually managed to steal a, a bit of a heading on them. For a good long while now, they have Caesar and basically most of the apes under lock and key. So them developing more human traits has actually backfired on them. Um, and we'll get to why that gets undone when we get past the spoiler warning yeah.
0: um, There was that scene where they basically did the I Am Spartacus thing as well, where they're all doing the apes together strong thing. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, this is good.
1: There is a lot of good moments sprinkled throughout this movie, from what I can remember of it a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't think there's anything else I need to mention before we dive into Well, spoilers. the other
0: big human character would be Nova, of course, which is the, the little girl that oh, is Christ in Jim. Uh, Maurice's care. Who plays Nova, sorry? Uh, she's called Amaya Miller. She was really good because she didn't have any dialogue and still conveyed, you know, yeah, genuine sympathy towards uh, Maurice and Caesar, and was really kind of. There was a really heartwarming scene with her giving her doll, um, which was given to her by her biological father to Caesar yeah. to comfort him as he was being tortured. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is genuinely tragic." Yeah, it's really well done. It, well, I must admit, I forgot about her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The only popped back into it when we started talking about this movie. It was like, oh yeah, there was that little girl,
0: wasn't there? And she was
1: with Maurice. Um, I thought they were going to make more of
0: it. And I think maybe they could have made more of it. But at the end of the day, this was Caesar's movie.
1: She was a plot device. Yes. For so something we'll get definitely. into in a second. Um, overall, as I said, I think it was a good end to this trilogy. Um, I, I don't know where they go next with the franchise. Because mm. I feel like the next jump... I don't think I could tolerate... Not even tolerate, but I don't think another one of these pre-proper Planet of the Apes movie would work having said that I don't know how a full Planet of the Apes movie would work really Mm. we've seen it so many times and I mean I I can't really say I've sat down and watched the original ones you know the Charlton Heston ones I have seen the Marky Mark one and it's one of my least favourite movies of all time (laughs) so and I don't know how you would really carry the tone through because they're quite silly movies it's keeping it as the prequels to that series has really helped and made it gritty and dark. I don't think you can do gritty and dark when it's, you know, there's a literal ape king and humans are all slavering idiots in cages. I don't know how you do that and yeah. then have, you know, someone come back and you know they're going to lace in all the flipping references to the first one with the Statue of Liberty and all that jazz. Um,
0: Maybe that's what you do next. You do the the building of the first ape city or something like that. Next, so, yeah, show us like a halfway point, you mean, between. What would be interesting is if it was like. Because I notice in this movie there's a lot of sort of biblical imagery. Yes, there is. Very yeah. much Caesar being a, a Jesus-type figure. Yeah. Maybe you go down that route and you think about the biblical epics like Ben-Hur or... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, what's the other Charlton Heston one? Chariots
1: mm-hmm. of Fire?
0: No. The, Spartacus? Um, yeah, I guess that. I'm trying to think. The one with Moses in it. I forgot what the movie's called, though. Uh, um, Yeah. The Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, that's it. So maybe you do that and you do like the whole... And and do maybe like an Egypt inspired building of the pyramids thing. So maybe okay. they're making the first ape monument.
1: So you show a halfway point between there and and yeah. true plain apes.
0: Maybe do an ape civil war. I don't know.
1: honestly so you have to you have to basically get rid of the humans now. Yeah, you do. I mean, there, they made a good
0: fucking half of it in this movie, so you know. Yeah, so
1: you can't really have another apes versus humans movie. I don't think, but we'll we'll see. It made enough money that they'll probably consider doing another one. Um, but I just don't know where they go from here. But, thankfully, this trilogy, considering how little I cared about it going into that first movie, has now turned into, yeah, a pretty perfect trilogy. There's no weak spot in those three movies. They're all pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, they really are. And as this one... I don't think this is my favourite one of the trilogy. I still think that's Dawn. I think Dawn had more catharsis towards the end, whereas this one is very much an Old Man Logan-style sort of picture. Agreed. Uh, And the first one... Is was good at the time but now that we know we've got the two better movies it's 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 the new hope if you know what I mean it's I, like yeah. th- that was great but oh god there's some good stuff coming oh god yeah it's like that I
1: still I went back and watched it just before I went and watched this one and it's still good it holds up some of the CGI doesn't but I, I still think the bridge scene is better than the, than the kind of fiery ape thing
0: oh no I enjoyed that
1: I enjoyed the head out of it but I think that that bridge scene is really really it, underestimated yeah but Cobra
0: versus Caesar. Oh, Yeah, at the end. that's great. Oh. I'm
1: not. I'm not saying it's. It's you know, one's a gold medal, by a lung shot, but it, it's close. I just really did like that bit on the bridge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no complaints. Other than that, perfect trilogy. Fantastic. Sorry, a bet. Yeah. Spoilers, Darren. Spoiler alert. Um. Yeah. What I really liked is that I didn't clock that they were basically writing in humans becoming idiots via virus. Yeah. Until right at the end when it happened to Woody Harrelson. I was like, oh, because I remember, you know, seeing bits and pieces from those old early movies that we are all, basically, we swap places with the apes. We become the Neanderthals who can't really speak and, and you know, become their slaves. We devolve. Yeah, we do. It. And this is how it happens. And it, again, took me until Woody Harrelson started going, <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: that's really clever. It's really good. Also on Woody Harrelson, Oh, wow, he gets a really, really good send off. Like, not good in context, but performance wise, where yeah. he realises he's become the very thing that he's setting out to eradicate.
1: That he was executing.
0: Yeah. Like, cold blooded, his own soldiers would start going.
1: <laughs> and he'd just shoot him in the face. Yep. And now he's got to shoot himself in the face. Um, it was a really, like, bittersweet ending for him that you don't get, you don't really get that, like, the justice of seeing Caesar kill him because he allows him mercy. and that carries to on for do so himself. long where you
0: think he's going to do yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't. And I'm glad they didn't. And I'm glad no. Caesar essentially was the best of us all. Yeah. Speaking of, Caesar! I know. I know. It had to be done. It they, did. They, they had to wrap up his story, but fuck, it was proper old man Logan. It, God, it was.
1: We have a lot of movies like this this year. (laughs) I don't know what that says about a society where the the greatest thing you can do is die for your people. (laughs) Kill off your character to make them more sympathetic. But it shows it's an end of a trilogy, which is good. And he got to, he saved his people. Yeah. He got them where they needed to be. He got them to a new homeland. And yeah, he just collapses on his side with Maurice kind of cradling him. It's really good. I don't know if we. I'm really looking forward to the Cornelius trilogy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cornelius was the name of one of the like, eighth chieftains in the original movie, so yeah. they could just potentially have him be that. He's young enough and they're so far ahead. that, that They could do a time skip
0: and have him be like like an ape gone wrong, essentially, more like more like a cobra. He becomes, yeah. becomes tyrannical as opposed to Caesar's sort of revolutionary style of leadership. I could see that. I don't know where then you're... Oh, no, that could be... Yeah, you could be on the side of the rebel ape, uh, apes
1: trying to take down evil Cornelius. Yeah, that could work. Feels like a bit of a spit in the face too. Um, Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, but still. A, yeah, but that, that's, that's a an good interesting story. way. That's an interesting way of going. That bit early on when Woody Harrelson shoots um, Blue Eyes and um, Caesar's oh, God, wife... Yeah,
0: um God, Cornelia, yeah that's his wife and then Cornelius Cornelia. is the son Cornelia yes yeah. correct played um, by Judy Greer
1: I think. I know yeah, which is weird right <laughs> um, so that and the look on his face when yeah. Caesar finds him I was like oh my fuck that's <laughs> so good just the kind of what oh, I'm gonna fucking kill your ass <laughs> yes. oh it was good and that I think that kind of the intensity of it really did drag it through in those moments where he just like Nothing's really happening. We're not getting any
0: fighting. <laughs> is it bad that my favorite bit was, you know, when Nova's um, dad comes out and he's like, "I'm, I'm putting, the, I'm putting it down," and then tries to shoot them. Yeah, but then Caesar just cold cocks him oh, from God, the side. Caesar like, is... Oh,
1: <laughs> this movie should have been called <laughs> Plant of the Apes." Caesar's not fucking around no more. <laughs> Fucking hell, you had two movies of me fucking around. Mm-mm, motherfucker's <laughs> turned into the Punisher now. <laughs> Caesar, first blood. Oh, he really is. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch that shit out of that. It's so, so good. Um, I can't really think what else we
0: need to spoil. Uh, is there well, anything, Michael? Caesar died at the end. Caesar You've was seen badder- this a lot more recently than I have. <laughs> That's true. The ending was interesting in that it essentially tries to kill off every last human. I don't know whether it's going to succeed because yeah. franchise, but it really tried a lot. The, what was interesting is they did the whole whenever you see the humans, they're in a pack, all shouting and grunting together. Yeah, nice sort of way they did that. It's like, oh, the humans are the real animals. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But the ending, because the twist is, you think that he, that Woody Harrelson's Colonel, is this tyrannical leader who's trying to take the world back. Nah, he's he's like he's a sect of of this world. There's a bigger army in the north coming to fuck his shit up. Which is interesting that the humans are still fighting yeah. in the ape world.
1: Yeah. I must admit, that bit was kind of confusing to me. Well, the, the whole... The, the motivations. Yeah. And it might just i that I've, I've kind of forgot about it. But the, the motivations of why other people were coming to attack Woody Harrelson was kind of lost on me a little bit. I wasn't 100% clear. I might have been at the time and I've just forgotten what it was. <laughs> but I was a bit like, well, why, why are they coming to kill Woody Harrelson? Why are they wasting their time killing Woody Harrelson? You're not achieving much there. He's only a small little sect and he's only bothered about capturing the apes.
0: So why would you come and Also, it's never really explained who this big northern army is. No. They just kind of turn up in hazmat suits and that's it. Yeah. And then they all get killed by an avalanche for reasons. I honestly thought we were going to find out that they were
1: apes. Yeah. Oh, that like, it, would it like they would cuz we- cuz they, they were completely
0: top to bottom clothed. I thought they're going to whip the head off and they're going to be chimpanzees. Cuz they did that stuff with the reveal of um Bad Ape. Cuz you yeah. thought you thought he was going to be going to be like a You're human. Thought he, was a human and he, yeah, wasn't. he
1: wasn't. I genuinely thought that's where we were going. It was like, "Oh, this is how we make the leap that Caesar's tribe aren't actually the advanced ones. These fuckers are cuz they've got tanks and can fly planes now."
0: That would have been a good setup for a next that's movie.
1: That's what I'm saying. I thought that's where we were going. Instead, it was just yeah, generic humans coming out to wipe, coming to wipe out
0: other generic humans who then get subsequently fell sweeped yeah. by an avalanche. Yeah, which was a that weird was, way to end. That
1: it. was convenient. Yeah. Then again, there
0: was a massive explosion in a bit because a lot of this movie is in just the wilds. Like, there's no yeah. greenery until the final scene.
1: No. And nice bit of symmetry there, nice bit of symbolism and stuff that he gets them to the promised Greenland. But still, that was, part, again, a part of the problem was that he's such a washed out movie. It's not a fun watch. No, it's, it's not. It's not something that I would necessarily look forward to seeing again, as much as I did like it. It's not something where I'm like, ooh, I've got a you know a Friday night in, watch the watch. I'll watch War for the Planet Aids, That'll be a fun, good time to cheer me up. <laughs> it's not that type of movie, but the world needs those type of movies, and they've been pretty good
0: this year. So Yeah, they've been very kind to us. They really, really Franchises have. don't suck. What's going on? <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yeah. Look, the- Justice League, Justice League. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't let's let's hold on hope that something anything is good in that movie the first cut was deemed
1: unwatchable yeah
0: that that's true drink
1: that in (laughs) they've had to reshoot all of cyborgs parts and i'm like why bother (laughs) dc has been trying to make cyborg a thing for fucking donkey shit (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't work you don't give a fuck about cyborg i don't give a fuck about cyborg cyborg doesn't give a fuck about being cyborg okay (laughs)
0: Oh, oh no! Is he essentially that movie's Reed Richards?
1: He's so Reed Richards. <laughs> have you ever seen even Injustice knows that no one gives a fuck about to, like Cyborgs are demoting to like a dealist character you have to occasionally deal with. Oh god, it's so annoying. Um. Anyway, apes. tangent. Apes. <laughs> apes to give a stong. Stong. Have you ever heard the this the song by What's His Face about tattoos? No. Do, do stum- What's his name?
0: Oh god, what's his name? We'll look that up later. Anyway, thanks for listening to this. Um it's a recommendation. It's a good movie. Stephen Lynch okay. Tattoo.
1: okay. Stevie I... Kid when Abe stong. Yes. because um, I, I couldn't hear him enunciate the R's when
0: when Caesar speaks, so yeah. Apes to give a stong. Plug away, Michael. So you can go and find us on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and a bunch of other stuff under the username, F-O-U-L-E-N-T E N T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. You can go go and follow. I'll start again. Me personally on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike Owen. Darren? You always check your hair and
1: usually hold the back of your neck when you do ear plugs.
0: I think it's because I'm trying to recite a script to remember what's in my head.
1: Meanwhile, I can just do it like this. You can follow me on Twitter at The Guthrie. You can also check out my Instagram at Das of the G. Um, Go check out their YouTube page. We've put up a lot of old podcasts and new ones are going up on there, including their Pitching Tense Spider-Man 1, um, which we hope you all like. You can now go see it on YouTube. I've put together all the casting pictures of here's who we want, playing this geezer, etc. Um, Michael put in a lot of work on that, so well done, Michael. (laughs) Well done to you. Um, We are going to have another... Planet of the Apes related podcast coming up soon as well. Uh, in the, fact, we're going to record it next.
0: It's the launch of a new, another new series for this yes,
1: month. Yes, uh, we're kicking off Eight Bit Sweet, which we kind of announced already on um, Got to Cast Them All, uh, and we're going to be talking about the newly announced Planet of the Apes game and what it's causing a bit of a division between me and Michael. It's going to be interesting.
0: So stay tuned for that. I know you can't tune the internet, Darren. You can't you say tune it. the internet, Michael. But yeah, YouTube and SayO'Claire, go and listen to it. We're also on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye!